The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. We have, of course, loads of questions um, uh, coming in for you. Um, the mechanical garden, though, we should talk about that before all of this. This is, you opened this last week in Antrim. Last week in Antrim. Whoa. I'm just handing you a picture of it. So it Why is. Why is your picture making noise? Hang on, I'll turn down your volume. There Be, we go. Because the garden is, is built to music. Oh, wow. So it performs to Gene Wilder's uh, pure imagination. We built it in... Sorry, I have to describe this. It looks like a fairy tale garden and it looks like the kind of uh, landed country estate gardens that you would see. Beautifully manicured, flowers all the way around it. What's slightly odd is that the trees are spinning. The roof of the building is turning around. It's a full-size um, garden building and all of your flowers are on conveyor belts. <laughs> this is very impressive. <laughs> so... We, we, we built this um, there was a show opened last week last Friday Garden Show Ireland we built it in conjunction with that but also to celebrate the Queen's Jubilee which is June the 4th I think uh, it is a garden that we originally created at the Chelsea Flower Show we've done it we've recreated it in Antrim Castle Gardens um, and uh, over the past 24 hours it's uh, going towards one and a half million uh, views on whatever thing <laughs> <laughs> of one of these platforms Facebook, that the kids are into I, I think it is so. the, the circling hedges are they real hedges they're, they yeah, are yeah, live yeah, yeah. trees they're topiary they're bay trees grown in Bruges in Belgium uh, where they grow bay slowly northern northern European grown bay as in the bay that you use bay as a Laurel. seasoning yeah exactly the, at that one so we have box balls you, you were quite right there it's a kind of landed gentry house uh, imagining uh, home county's house we created this octagonal folly topiaries and then spring planting and it's a permanent garden it'll always be there so if anybody wants to go to see it again they can go on Instagram the Vintage Room I think put it up and that is uh, 1.3 million views which is very exciting to see people around the world looking at it Uh, now or from June the 4th you can go up and see it When did you put the video up? uh, I think it was put up 36 hours ago that's not bad going. That, that's a late, late toy show audience in, know. in one overnight. That's not it's, bad going. It's extraordinary because we, we, we've done this before. We, we created a smaller version at the Dundrum Town Centre for four months a couple of years back. But all of a sudden, one person makes a little video, the simplest video, and it's gone mad. If people want to find you on Instagram, remind us. At Dermot Govan. Now, buckets of questions. Start with the simple one. I have a rose in a pot. I want to move it to another pot. Do I need to wait until autumn? Thank you, says Mary. No, you can do that now. You know, it's coming into growth. You'll be disturbing it in a way, but you're kind of indicating that the rose has been in a pot for a long time there. Uh, so it could do. Rose are very hungry, very, very hungry. They love kind of thick, heavy soil. They love plenty of manure. So I would. The thing to remember is the plant hasn't read the book. So a book will tell you to do it one way and wait until the autumn. I would do it now. Uh, if you're moving roses from one place to another place, however, in the garden, don't plant a rose where there has already been roses planted because there's this thing called replant disease. So that's the only thing you have to watch out for. And again, if it's a rose in a pot, it'll need plenty of water from now on. Is that also a good principle when it comes things like fruit? Do they do If you replant the same type of fruit in the same area, does it suck all of the same nutrients out of the soil? Or uh, do you get away with it? There is a principle of rotation in terms of uh, vegetable gardens, which would be kind of annual crops. Not so much with fruit, but it's probably a good idea uh, because any fruit tree you plant an apple tree is going to be there for 30 years and yes it will deplete whatever uh, whatever uh, nutrients that are available to it in the soil 
on the topic of trees. We've yeah. several tree related questions. One, is it okay to prune back olive trees and if so, when? And then another, could you recommend a tree for the front corner of my garden or sorry, the corner of my front garden? It's part shaded, something that has colour or leaves all year round. I already have a white cherry blossom and a red acer. So colour or leaves all year round is the tricky thing in a shaded place. But I have the perfect plant for that. And it's one of my favourite plants, the Dixonia Antarctica, the Tasmanian tree fern. Those ferns that grow like trees on long stem, they do particularly well in this country, especially where there's moisture. So up in uh, sheltered parts of Donegal, down in Kerry in places like Kells Bay, uh, you'll have groves of these uh, plants introduced by the Victorians. I grow groves of them in Kilmechanic in County Wicklow, what they love. Everybody gets worried about wrapping them up for winter, so they'll be unfurling them now as the new fronds are coming up. It's not the cold that gets them. It's the lack of moisture that gets them. So they love, and even in California, they grow on the coast because uh, sea air is, holds plenty of moisture. So, so the Tasmanian tree, tree fern. fern. Dixonia Antarctica. It's absolutely wonderful. And evergreen in many places around the country. Uh, I'm, I'm recommending for that place because uh, they say they're growing an oriental maple uh, so those sort of conditions would be perfect for a tree fern. The, the, what of the olive tree then? Is it okay to prune it back now? Uh, late spring, early summer when the weather is milder but before uh, flowering. So an olive tree is an evergreen plant. New growth will be produced for most of the pruning cuts. So wherever you cut it uh, new shoots are going to start. If you cut it too early the frost is going to get those new shoots. So around now. I was reading a thing about ferns in um, the northern, northeastern America, the uh, the main fiddlehead ferns. Yeah. That they eat them as, as small buds. Do we have fiddlehead ferns here? Uh, I'm not sure that we do, but I mean, everybody, you go to a garden centre in the next few weeks, everybody's going to be buying hostas. Hostas are a delicacy in Japan. To eat them, not to grow them. What to grow them too? And are they a fern or are they a... No, no, hosta is a herbaceous uh, uh, foliage plant. But there are certainly... uh, But worth giving it a nibble if you're... Well, I don't know. You'd have to buy it before you... Yeah, Yeah, actually, we should put a caveat around. Don't (laughs) eat anything that either Dermot or I... No, I certainly don't. Because things, uh, ferns, you know, bracken, stuff like that, uh, they contain cyanide. So don't eat your ferns. Definitely don't eat ferns. (laughs) Let's say that one more time with feeling. Don't eat ferns. Now you'd have to eat an awful lot of them too. Nonetheless, dear don't, don't even experiment. Ferns. You had us at what was it? Arsenic cyanide. <laughs> I planted a prunus hedge, says uh, John, um, last March. It yeah. is six foot tall. When do I prune that? Uh, you could prune it now. So it's probably going to be prunus laurisoriensis, the common cherry laurel. Uh, it's an evergreen, grows very fast. And you prune it when it really gets to the height that you want it to grow. If you prune it, it will encourage side shoots and it'll bulk out that hedge. We're going to be keeping you busy over the next few minutes because they're coming in faster than I could possibly read them. My husband lifted and transplanted rhubarb last weekend and they look like they're wilted despite being watered. Will they recover? They will recover, but it's a shock to them, of course. It's it's a, it's an absolute shock to them. So they will recover plenty of muck, plenty of uh, sulphur of ammonia sprinkled in with them, uh, but plenty of well-rotted farmyard manure. And they'll be exhausted. And what I would do in a, in a situation like that is not to use the rhubarb, not to cut the rhubarb, let the foliage and the stems uh, die back into the rhubarb stool uh, and leave it for a year before you use anything. Another one saying, uh, can you ask Dermot, what are the best flowers to plant that slugs and snails hate? 
Oh, anything with a tough leaf. So, sea holly, iridium, something like that. Um, I don't see them growing over things like lavender. But we we shouldn't be too obsessed about the slugs or snails because they provide food for the birds in in the garden. So it's a, and hedgehogs apparently. And hedgehogs, huge for the hedgehogs. So it's a whole life cycle. But we get obsessed about perfection. Another one, and I know you're going to say, just leave it, it's lovely, but I'll ask the question anyway. How can I get rid of wild garlic that has taken over on the roadway and around trees and lawn? I'm kind of with them on that. Uh, there's no oh. way of... Yeah, because the smell of it. I love it. I love walking through the woodlands and seeing the... Finally, something absolutely. you want to kill. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it does take over. So if it grows in your area, it will certainly, it must like it there, it will take over. You can get rid of it in two ways. Dig it out, which is a horrendous job. Or another not so great one is cover it with some Thing that doesn't allow light through you wither the plant and then the roots and also oh, one of those like way. the soil fabrics and then mulch uh, on top exactly, or something something like that or a bit of old carpet Dermot as always thank you so much remind us on Instagram if people want to see the video at Dermot Gavin at Dermot Gavin The Anton Savage Show Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.